Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Everybody to another edition of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French, and I'm with my associate, my cohort, my we don't, we don't want to say partner in crime because that would sound horrible. <laughs> well, no, but well, no, I wasn't going to say partner in crime. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought that's where you're going. I was going to say partner in business. <laughs> <laughs> I am just your announcer, and you're, I'm the voice of the everyman who listens to the stuff you, you say every week and goes, what? Really? You're kidding me. How? Because well, that's now, the way it strikes me. Not only that, but it's like an old married couple. Now you're taking my dialogue. <laughs> so now, now I don't know what to say. You say it all. But again, oh, you, you'll find you, something. you bring that facet of reason. And, you know, a lot of people, they're not, maybe they're not listening to the show or maybe they pick up the show and all of a sudden they got a question that they probably would have asked. And I, you asked that question. Yeah. And I like the, again, I just like the, the flow that we have. Uh, but more importantly, uh, the audience like the flow. Well, and I like the, I like getting the feedbacks. Keep sending your emails. Uh, keep going to the website, TyroneFrench.coach, uh, closingthewealthgap.net if you want to listen to uh, you know, future podcasts or prior podcasts. All the information is right there. So what information are we going to pass on? You know, we started the show. We always chat for a few minutes before we start the show live. And and you said, how are you doing today? I said, you know, surprisingly, I'm doing good today. I have no real logical reason to feel great today. But I, but I, somehow I chose to feel good today. I don't know how I did that, but that's what I did. And it is a choice. It's yeah. a decision. And, you know, I've had a, I had a week today. I mean, I had a week this week that was just, and, you know, today I reflected on it. But... You know, and, and a couple of times, a couple of vendors were asking me, wow, you know, you're, you're taking this pretty well. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, what am I going to do? Blow up, you know, and, and raise my blood pressure over something that I can't change? Yes. And so I just learned that sometimes you have to, you got to pick your battles. And sometimes you just have to let certain things go. You have to let certain words go in one ear and out the other. Because, you know, for me, I have so many things that I have to focus on. Uh, during the day mm-hmm. that I don't allow myself to be sidetracked on something or things that don't even matter. Yeah. And that's what we all do. We all get wound up. I, I'll give you a classic example. I love to watch politics. And over the last year or two, I've had to really turn it down or turn it off yes. or go without because all I'm doing is yelling at the TV screen. Ah, I can't, blood, you know, I'm getting my blood pressure up. My wife's like, you can't do anything about this. I mean, yes, you need to be informed, and, but do you really need to sit and buy into this? Because it's an act. It's what they're all doing left, right. Uh, you know, they're they're. If as I learned when I did uh, radio news a million years ago, if it bleeds, it leads. That's yes. what get, they're trying to get ratings. They're trying to get you wound up. They're trying to get you mad as hell. If you're just okay, you won't tune in. And, and and it's very effective. Very. You know, it brings the audience, uh, the advertisers like it because it, it, it brings the eyes and the ears mm-hmm. so that they can sell more products and services. I mean, I get the, I get the, the method. Yeah. You know, I get the programming. What I don't like is the division that it creates. 
Clearly. And, you know, and, and then you get to the point where, you know, family members are not, you know, they're not speaking to family members just because of somebody else's opinion yeah. that they chose to believe. Right. Different There's political opinion. And I'll tell you what, I'll go one step further. Maybe that's the point of the show here today is it's it's left us so divided and so angry, one, that we can't get anything done. We're just constantly in a state of rage. We're ready to go out. There was some guy the other day, Just I just read the Orange County newspaper this morning, just got convicted. He's about my age. He's in the early 60s. And he was talking on his cell phone, and he inadvertently um, you know, merged in another lane, cut off mm. a, a motorcycle he didn't see. That's certainly easy to do. It's stupid to be talking on your phone, but we all do it from time to time. And he wasn't watching, and he cut somebody off. So the motorcyclist um, pulled up the next to the stoplight, started yelling, say, hey, buddy, watch what you're doing. And instead of leaving it there, he reached in and grabbed right. the guy's cell phone and put it up on the roof. Said, there, that's where your stupid cell phone should be. Now, that alone was more than most people down. He's mad. He got his thing. He took off. Now this guy won't drop it. Right. And he gets his cell phone. He goes up and starts chasing this guy. How dare you grab my cell phone? Blah, 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 blah. I don't care if I right. ran you off the road. And he literally ran him over and almost killed him. And now he's in jail. So what what was what was a dumb thing to do, because we're all consumed, was escalated by the guy who was impacted, who took it even further and almost killed the person. Over what? I've had this conversation with people how, you know, I grew up in South Central L.A. <laughs> Area you know, I, we all assume is, is, you know, filled with these sorts of stories. Well, yeah. you have you got you have good areas, you have bad areas. But, you know, I grew up in an area where you really had to kind of watch your watch your back. And, you know, and I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, you know, I'm wearing my Navy hat and right. I got a reunion coming up here soon. And some of the guys from the neighborhood I actually happened to serve with while I was overseas. Uh -huh. And we, we, we would have these conversations how, you know, your life could have changed in an instant uh, yeah. based on you making a decision that you didn't fully think about. You didn't, right. you didn't evaluate it. You didn't let, right. let your emotions take over. You swung you know, and, you and, and you could have turned into a whole giant fight or, or worse. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's taken you years or even thousands of dollars to correct that mistake, that yeah. lapse in judgment. Right. Uh, you know, and we're, we're, what we're finding is that, you know, emotional intelligence is really more important than IQ. Say that again, because that's a phrase we hear from time to time. And I'm going to have you define that for everybody, that emotional. We're all we all spend time trying to be smart about something. We study it. We practice it. We do it over and over. Like I was kidding. I practiced this voice for years in my life to get to this radio voice. We, we try and be intelligent. And yet when it comes to emotions, we just let them fly. Yeah, you know, and actually, while I'm we're having this conversation uh my zoom feed dropped so i'm just going to keep on talking you guys probably can't see me right now no i, I can... actually we can see you yeah okay so yeah emotional intelligence and I, again i have a, a, a friend of mine that uh retired from the, uh, the prison system hmm. wow. and uh she was a supervisor there and worked for as you know for for many years and what she was explaining is that what they would start doing is just having meetings with a lot of pr prisoners and explaining to them, you know, that about feelings, you know, just their emotions, how they uh, fear uh, false evidence of, uh, appearing real. Yes. That a lot of times we'll imagine all of these things that are never going to happen. But because we we have the thought, which leads to the feeling, 
which leads to the action or the activity, a result is going to manifest. Yeah. And so when we uh, when we understand that we have that knowledge, uh, we 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 understand that we have that intelligence uh, that we can build on. Um, just like practicing anything else, you know, you get better over time. Yeah. So now you're at a you're at a, uh, you're at an intersection and somebody, you know, flips you off to, or you know cuts you off right. or they flip you off and it's like you know okay that's fine they're having a bad day, you know, but that doesn't mean that I have to have a bad day. That doesn't mean that yeah. I have to stoop to that level. And it's a frequency. Yeah. I mean, that, this is another, probably another, uh, a whole nother show. Yeah. Uh, but just like wealth accumulation, it's, it's a mindset, but it's also being on a certain frequency. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about that frequency because that's really what leads to into the tie into this show here. We've all convinced ourselves, I can't change. This is what, did you hear what he said? I had to hit him. I had to fight them. I had to do this. How dare they say that? And and, and this reaction, is that any different than, I can't change. Uh, uh, the system's rigged against me. I can't get out of debt. I can't. I can't. You, it's We've convinced ourselves these narratives, and these narratives are just in our head. False narratives. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're false narratives. There's, a, there's a, a quote that, as above, so below. Hmm. As within, so without. Wow. And so people look at that as, as like thinking that this is ancient wisdom and it's so much above me. But all it's saying is that as above, so below as far as the body. The body follows the mind. Yeah. Right. The body is a dumb terminal. Yeah. It can right. only do what the mind tells it to do. So yeah. as above so below and sometimes us men our dumb terminals are really dumb (laughs) (laughs) but again we manifest we manifest our desires on a daily basis yeah and the reason i mean we have thoughts and going back to that narrative we have thoughts uh passing through our our minds uh in, in a microsecond in a nanosecond and so the mind cannot wrap itself around a moment because the minute you focus on that moment it's gone yeah right so what it does, we can, we we have this construct where we wrap our minds around a unit of time based on a minute, a half an hour, or an hour, or twelve hours, or twenty four hours in a day. And so I have even in my book, closing the wealth gap. There's a saying that uh, I don't really necessarily believe in tomorrow, because tomorrow doesn't exist. It it never has. And never will. And yesterday's because, gone. And yesterday's gone. So what I'm saying is that once you get to that that construct or that narrative that you that you think is tomorrow, it's already today. Yeah. So nobody dies. And tomorrow. today's the same as it was yesterday, and will be tomorrow. If you're constantly, if you can't get out of it, if you can't get out of your own head, I'll give you another quote. Uh, this is one that become one of my favorites. Uh, we have another show host here. Really smart guy was a big CEO, executive coach, and for some reason he's just fascinated with ancient wisdom, like the ancient Roman Stoic philosophers. Go read Stoicism, you know, the Stoic idea. I'm tough. I can go anything, anything. And he says more than just gutting it out, like I grew up with. You probably grew up with that Stoic idea. Just tough it out, you know. Get up. Right. So what you heard? Get up and get back out in right. the game here. Whatever. Right. I don't have time to bleed. Yeah. What are you going to (laughs) cry? Get out there. Come on. And so we had this tough guy, stoic attitude that we were taught. And he says we've misinterpreted that, that if you look at the stoics, 
how many of us, I've never read Stoics literature uh, of the ancient Romans here, but there was one, uh, a Roman emperor, Marcus Aurelius, he quotes all the time, who was one of the big writers of that period. I don't know what this is, early hundreds, you know, 100 AD or something like that. And he said, you can't change how people act. You can only change how you react. Wow. Matter of fact, I mean, you, you say that again. You, that, that. you cannot change how others act. You, you think you can. You can make right. your wife do this, make your friends do this, make that guy apologize to you, change somebody down the street. They better treat me better. They better do something better. You can't. You can only change right. how you react. And, Paul, you know what? See, that's the delusion. Yeah. And it's a mass delusion. Right. And is it any different with finances or with or somebody flipping you off? I can't change the way I react. I I'm trying to change how they act. I don't I, this guy had to pull up in my example and and get out of his car and say, "Don't you do that?" And then he had to go back and try and change his behavior. How dare you touch me and tell me and talk to my cell phone? And suddenly this thing turns into this life and death struggle over nothing. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm not. I am not holier than thou. <laughs> I've had situations where, you know, somebody has cut me off. Uh, and again, I, I would say about five years ago, somebody cut me off. Um, I was making a left-hand turn. Uh, or I'm sorry, I was making a right-hand turn. They were making a left-hand turn. I had to right away. Um, but this guy decided that he was just going to go ahead and pull out anyway. And I guess he was kind of late for an appointment or something, but right. he got right up on my bumper. And so... Uh, I it was time for me to, to merge and make a left-hand turn. I guess we were going in the same direction. So he merged behind me, and, you know, we're still driving, and he kind of, like, took the uh, – got on the right side of me to accelerate, but guess what? The light changed. Mm. And we're both sitting at the intersection. Yikes. And first he's yelling, trying to flip me off and all yeah. But then, you know, we're, we're both sitting at the intersection. Well, my first thought was to get out of my car yeah. and walk up to this guy's door. You know, I'm this tough guy and, right. you know, who are you do me like blah, blah, blah. You don't know who I am. Right. All of a sudden, it, it dawned on me. It was like, it's not worth it. It's, it's it, you know, really, is this worth, is this what you really want to get yeah. into? Today? And where is this going to go? That's where the other it gonna thing. End? Where is it going to end? I had the same experience not long ago. I, I'm driving with my wife and my little, uh, at that time, I think he was seven, just about a year ago, grandson. And I'm in a shopping center and I pull up and as I start to pull out of one of the lanes, some guy whizzes by me. Just, you know, I hate that. You're trying to back up and all of a sudden somebody just can't wait. They just cut right around you. And I could have hit the guy easily because I wasn't really watching. I didn't see him come out of nowhere. So I looked at him and I didn't flip him off. I just went, really? And Which is an interpretation. I mean, to them, I was so was, frustrated. We're like, really? That's that could have been like flipping them off to, to that other person, though. It was though, because he yeah. slammed the brakes on and got out of the car. Big, tough, young guy. I'm a big old guy, and he starts going, "Come on, you want to make something of it? Come on, I'm with my grandson and my wife, and I'm supposed to get out and br- this is what I'm going to teach this little boy. Right. You you get out and brawl." Over my frustration, even if I'd flipped him off or said F you or something here, this is really worth fighting about and, and brawling about. And who knows where that's going to go? And this is what. But that's where we're at what, today. Yeah. This is where we are. Yeah. Um, I heard this one this one joke that um, 
you know, it was a lot of people out in this parking lot. It was a wise man and it was a fool. <laughs> and they got into a, a deep discussion. And all of a sudden they decided it got tense and they started throwing blows. You know, yeah. this person wasn't going to change their opinion. This person was going to change their opinion. Uh, like it got heated and they started fighting. So a crowd came over, came around and all of a sudden it was a little kid and he was trying to figure out what was going on. And so he tugged on a, a, one of the guy's, you know, shirt tails and was like, excuse me, mister, what's going on? And the guy said, oh, it's just two fools out in the parking lot fighting. Yeah. So my point is one person started out as a wise man. The other person was a fool, but they both ended up in the mud, in the mud. Well, I think we're too much there today. Certainly we're more angry and divided. I could give you countless stories of what's happened. I'll give you one quick one. My, you know, mask mandates. Oh, my goodness. We get everybody. "Ah, Nobody can tell me to wear a mask. No, everybody should wear a mask. I don't know. Everybody do what makes you feel happy, I guess, here. I'm older, so I tend to wear a mask. My wife does, too, when we're in crowds still, because I don't want to get sick of any kind. And so we did not. I'm not making a big deal of it. She's not making a big deal of it. She goes on to like a Target in Laguna Niguel in South Orange County here. The Target, just walking in, little old lady with a mask on. And some young guy starts yelling at her, hey, lady, we don't wear masks down here. That's stupid. And then his daughter the age right. of our grandson, six or eight, starts piping up. Yeah, lady, that's just stupid. And she was so shook up. And I, I, I thought, on what planet would would I have ever yelled at an older woman for doing anything and allowed my child to do the same thing? Right. Uh, but right. that's what are we teaching? that's what are we teaching here. Uh, it's it's what happened to I thought we're all. That's what she said. Oh, I thought we all get to make up our own mind. And she just you know got flustered and she thought the guy was going to hit her or something. And that's the hypocrisy of it. I mean, if you want to wear a mask, don't try to make somebody else wear a mask. And if, again, if you choose not to wear a mask, you know, that's your choice. And I get it. But if it's not your choice, if it's somebody else's choice, then we get in each other's face and we got to make a deal out of it here. So I'll leave you one last thing, and it goes to the heart of what I think this talk is about here today, which is mindset change. And too often we think we are trapped. We are victims victim of society, victim of our upbringing. My dad beat me. Life's got me down. I grew up in South Central. Whatever it is, I'm I'm too old. I'm I'm a woman. I'm a guy. I'm a I'm an alien. I'm whatever I think I whatever it is, I've I've got this thing on my shoulder that says the whole world is out to get me. The system's rigged against me and I can't do anything about it. Except you can react differently you know paul that's again we're talking about mindset and we, we said we, we picked it up or we there was a thread in the last show when we were yeah. talking about america's looming a national security national security crisis right and we talked about the mindset we talked about the frequency yeah but you're absolutely right this is this is a narrative that just like any radio station where you're you're in your car and you're just you know you're hitting scan and it's going from station to station from <laughs> tuner to tuner right and you find yourself on a station, whether it's jazz or whether it's classical or whether it's country, and that turns your that floats your boat. So now you're listening to that station. Now you're memorizing the songs. Right. So now you can listen. You can hear the melody in the song, and all of a sudden, automatically know what the words are. You're singing and, along. And singing along, <laughs> and again, that tune that you're singing can be associated with a time or a period 
that will bring back that memory yeah. of what you were doing oh, clearly. at that exact because we the mind doesn't forget anything. No, we have a we have a problem as far as recalling that information, but it doesn't forget anything. No. And so, again, that narrative be, becomes reinforced. Then it becomes a habit because of the repetition. And then every time something pops up, it's like, oh, this person's out to get me or this system's out to get me or nothing's working for me and nothing. Nothing is ever once, works for me. You I can't that, do that. Yeah. Once you're on that level, once you're on that frequency, that victim mentality, game over. Yeah. Because now everything becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. See, I knew it. I knew it. Things are going too good, you know, which is the natural state of everything is supposed to be balance and harmony. That's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be at peace. You're supposed to be. Why wait until you're flat on your back wearing your best suit for yeah. people to say, oh, <laughs> right. he looks so peaceful. <laughs> he, wow, he that's... looks so rested. Yeah. You know, <laughs> finally. Rest in peace. Yeah, finally. No, we, we can have that state of mind right now. Every single day. But we choose not to do it based on the frequencies and the mindsets that we have and the people that we hang around. We had a uh, guest on another show and a woman, terrible life story. You know, all the things, abuse, poverty, everything you can stack up against her here. Her whole book is How to Be Happy, something like that. I should find the exact title, of, but something like that. So the assumption is, well, happiness comes from without. I got to work harder and get more money. I got to be with somebody. I got to have a, mm. my job. I got to live somewhere happy. I, I, it's all finding and, that and which will fallacy. make me happy. Yes. And she said, I had to learn to be happy with whatever I had, even if it was poverty. I had to find Absolutely. in there. I had to find some happiness. A butterfly swam by, flew by. My my kid smiled at me. Um, you know, I, I had to find the moments and focus on those, not just the cancer eating away at her. Literally, I think she had cancer, too. Uh, you know, how do you find happiness in those moments when it, it is a mindset? It is a choice. But that is the, that's when you transcend the, your circumstances. Yes. And when you have the knowledge, meaning that this, we call it the stoic wisdom or even the wisdom from the Bible. Right. That Same when thing. you have this knowledge that everything, there's a duality to everything. Yeah. And that everything is connected and we're actually this not an outside or inside, but where everything is one, there's a oneness, there's a there's a harmony and a balance, then you get into that flow. And so now it's easier to be see when you're in the present, people talk about uh using meditation to quiet their thoughts and their minds right, right. and to be and to bring themselves back into the present. Right. The reason that that's so important is because in the present, there is there's no fear. In the present, there's no trepidation. In the you only have fear in the past or in the future. And the fear that's in the past, that's that's a memory that you're holding on to, that you can easily let go. And the fear that you're having in the future, that's just your imagination running wild. Have you ever met somebody? And I'm thinking one of my better friends, who, honest to God just seems like he can make money doing anything. And I've always marveled at that. Whatever he tackles, he makes money at it. And I just think that lucky SOB. Now, I recognize he works really hard at it. 
I recognize that he's probably pretty good at it. But there's but at the end of the day, I just think like I can't be him. Oh, and yet he's the in the flow of things. The money flows to him. He assumes it's gonna come and it does. He's had the experience of it coming, so he believes. We all have that ability, Paul. Yeah, that's what you keep saying. That's... All of us have that ability to tap into it. There's a uh, this one saying, uh, uh, to be or not to be. Yeah, that, that is, is the, the question. question. Shakespeare wrote that. Yeah. Shakespeare wrote that. And so what he was doing was contemplating suicide, right? Yeah. To right. be or not to be, that is the question. Right. Well, for my audience today, I, 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 want, I want to change this narrative to bring it into to 2022 to believe or not to believe yeah that's the decision yeah it is a decision it really starts with that and you say everybody right now is shaking their head tyrone you don't know my story blah 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 you know my background uh my family history uh where i live how i was raised uh i've only got one arm uh, i've got cancer uh, whatever i've got 87,000 alimony payments whatever Tyrone, you don't know what I'm going through. And you're saying, I don't care. You have a choice of how to go through it. That's everybody's stuff. Yeah. And we all have stuff yeah. that we're dealing with. And you can you can have that stuff on the front burner or <laughs> you can have it on the back burner. Right. And it's still a choice. And so for me, I've just chosen to take control of my life. And the only way that you take control of your life is by taking control of your mind. And so there's always going to be somebody that has more money. They're always. better looking. They yes. got a better job. They right. got a bigger house, better car. But you may be looking at the results, but you don't know what it took for them to have that better car, that better, what you're assuming is a better lifestyle. Yes. And once you get in there and you look at it, it's like, wow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live that life for a million dollars. No. But again, we look we we tend to look on the outside, right? Versus what's really going on. Cuz happiness so, doesn't come from within, happiness comes from without. Success doesn't come start within, it starts outside. Somebody gives you a job, somebody gives you an opportunity, somebody then you do something with it. It always starts with something from the outside, we think, and then we react to it. But Paul, but I was wealthy when I was dead broke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I oh, knew what you I was philosopher do. you. <laughs> no, I knew what I was going to do. It was just a matter of time before it manifested. Yeah. Because I, I knew I was on the right track. Yeah. I knew I had the right blueprint. I had the right formula. It was just a matter of time. So what I had to do was I had to educate myself as far as what is wealth. And so I had to flip the script as far as you know, getting a high paying job with benefits. And again, there's nothing wrong with having a high paying job yeah. with benefits if that's where you are. That's, you know, it's, it's like a stepping stone. But what I had to understand was that I didn't have any assets. Yeah. I had liabilities, but I didn't have any assets. And then once I started accumulating assets, I didn't have income producing assets. So again, it was a growth process because I, when I, some of the teachers that I was first listening to, it was like if they had you focused on your net worth. Yes. So assets and liabilities or your assets minus your liabilities is your net worth. So, again, I started building up my asset column. But again, it was still me working for money. And so 
it doesn't matter how much income you earn. What matters is how you earn your income, Mm. how that income is being earned. So I chose to create income producing assets that generated income so I didn't have to work for money. And so now my life, I was um, speaking with an associate. This was like maybe about six, seven years ago and real estate broker, very successful. And we used to share these offices with our with our assistants. Mm-hmm. And so we would have these conversations and we would share clients and things like that. And I say, you know, um, everything is is really, it's literally free. And she looked at me like, this guy's gotta be off his rocker. You know, yeah. I got all these bills and I'm paying for all this stuff and I got all these obligations. What do you mean everything is free? Well, what you do is you create an asset that pays for your luxuries. Mm-hmm. You can have the Mercedes, you can have the BMW, you can have the Porsche, you can have the Range Rover, you can have the home, you can have the Rolex watch, you can have all these things. As long as you have an underlying asset that's paying for it. Mm -hmm. What we were taught is that, okay, when I was working for McDonnell Douglas, I started working for McDonnell Douglas back in uh, 1988. And I was working as- Good job, good company, good benefits, yeah. I mean, I hit the jackpot. And 90 days later, I I, I got hired as an electrical inspector. Right. And I was working on the MD-80 line. And uh, 90 days after that, I became a quality assurance administrator. And- making really good money. I think I was like maybe 25, 26 at the time. Um, and all of these managers that I'm working around and they're, they're complaining about their paychecks because they're losing so much money in taxes. Mm-hmm. And the only, the, they only had two recourses, you know, contribute more to their retirement plan so that the, the so that uh, it was pre-taxed, right. uh, you know, or I mean, uh, to whereas uh, it was tax deferred, tax deferred growth and that the money that was coming out of their, their, their paycheck went directly to the retirement plan and or uh, buy real estate mm-hmm. so that you can get uh, the deduction from the interest from the mortgage payment. And hopefully an appreciation as it goes And up hopefully appreciate it over time. And so when I looked at those options and those choices, um, it they just didn't feel right to me. Hmm. And so that you know, I found out that there was another option. There's hey, door number three, you mean? I thought this is only always two three. choices. Yeah. Start a business. Yeah. Start a business because what I, again, when I was reading these biographies, um, what I found was the fastest, the fastest path to wealth was owning your own business. The the, the problem was most people didn't know how to start a business mm-hmm. or sustain you know? it or what to do or how to do it or all that. Because yeah. most businesses fail. I mean, ninety percent of businesses Huge. fail within the first uh, the first five years. Yeah, and then the other ninety percent fail within the second. Yeah, uh, the second, which is the ten year period. So the the issue is, or the the solution was, you start multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're starting multiple businesses, I mean, some people they call it today a, uh, serial entrepreneurs. Right. But you start multiple businesses, and what a lot of people think that they have a habit or a hobby. They have these hobbies and they have a really good idea. And everybody is brilliant enough to have an idea that you can wrap a business around and make, and make hundreds of thousands, not millions of dollars. 
The issue is people talk themselves out of it. Absolutely. Can't so what I had to do. And if you don't, your wife does, your friends do, your, your friends, family does. Yeah. <laughs> why? Because that's the synergy that you're around. Yeah. You know, again, uh, police officers hang out with police officers, firemen hang out with firemen, basketball players hang out with. So, you, you know, you become a part of what you're around. And again, they, they'll say, well, you know what, if you, you know, show me your, your five closest friends and I'll show you your income level. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Ooh, boy, we could do a whole show on that because I can think of lots of examples right now flashing through my head. People I've known uh, through my life. And I say, that's who you're hanging out with. And I'll give you one more example. As they start to succeed, I won't call any of these people out, but there's some people in my life that relatives and other people I've seen do this. As they succeed and grow, they still go back and hang out with that crowd that they got in trouble with way back when. You know, a lot of that is any guilt. Good. A lot of that is guilt. Hmm. Oh, you know what? Look at me. Now I've succeeded and I've I've made it, you know. But, you know, uh, so-and-so is still struggling, you know, or, or you know, some, you know, this so-and-so is still having a hard time and blah, 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 whatever narrative you decide to put in your head. So now you want to go back and you want to save the world. Everybody, yeah. You got to save, save my buddies. You got to save my friends. And, and what you do is you actually make their situation worse. Because if you really want to help somebody out of that scenario... You don't give them a fish. What you do is you teach them how to fish Amen. for themselves. Amen. And that's why even wealthy people, they tend to lose their wealth in the third generation. Mm -hmm. Because the first generation, they were the go-getters. They were the hustlers. They were the ones that had all the energy and made all the mistakes, had all the failures. Then all of a sudden they began to succeed. They began to diversify. And now that, that wealth is starting to compound. And the, the second, second generation's out to prove I'm I, I didn't I'm not just this isn't just dumb luck. I gotta prove myself to my dad, to whoever built this fortune. I gotta take it further. So they have a certain drive not to screw it up, to do something with it. But by that third generation, what happens in that third that generation? That third generation, they 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 didn't see the first generation. They saw the second generation based on their situation was a whole lot better. So they went to the better schools. Yeah. They wore the better clothes. And it was too easy. It was entitled. It's just given to them. It, it was the norm. It was the way it was supposed to be. So the third generation grew up thinking that this is how it's, this is how it is. This is how it was always going to be. And it isn't like grand. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the immigrant story, too? I, we have so many immigrants come through here in Orange County. I'm such a fascinated by the immigrant story. We're all at some level. So many of us have some immigrant tale to tell. And that immigrant story... We do a thing for the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. They come in every week with these immigrant stories. And that first generation, there was something in these people that drove them to succeed. And the second generation is trying to hold on it and do something with it. You think the third generation would do that? They they don't have any of the fire in their belly. They, it's just too comfortable, too easy. That's why people like Bill Gates and stuff are saying now, I'm not leaving all my fortune. A trillion dollars or whatever he's got, half a $500 billion, $200 billion, some massive amount of money. Not a trillion, but... He ain't giving it to all his kids. He said, I have nothing I could do faster to screw up their life than to hand them all this the money. The Warren Buffetts, the Charlie Mungers, the, yeah. you know, the list goes on and on and on. They're not leaving that money to their family because why? They know that it does more harm 
and then been good. good. Right. And so, but again, yeah, I used to wonder why, you know, wealthy people would say, well, money is not everything. Yeah. You know, there's, Easy there's, for you to say. <laughs> because you're already on that level. But again, you, you spend so much energy and so much of your life getting to that to that stage where you can pretty much have anything that you want to have and do anything you want to do and go any. And you realize that that's not really what makes you happy. So that's it's not all really what, what brings success. all we'll bring it back around. I, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to go on. We could go on with, for hours with this, but but what you preach and teach all the time, we talk about offline sometimes here. So, Paul, am I reaching these people? Are they really listening to what I'm saying? They have the power within them to change, no matter what their circumstance, no matter what their background, no matter what their education level. They can choose to change and get out of the narrative that has trapped them wherever they're trapped. You know, and, and again, I, I like, the fact that we we just had this conversation today because we were supposed to talk about something totally different. Yeah, I know. But the, tangible. But this, but the, you know, <laughs> just the mindset and this frequency and this narrative that turns into a self fulfilling or belief that turns into a self fulfilling prophecy. You are exactly where you decided to be. Whether it's financially, yeah. whether it's physically, isn't that frightening, folks? For a lot of us, if you're not where you want to be. You, in some level, you decided to stay there or to be there. I know because it was hard. I know there was things that happened. I, I'm not saying it isn't easier for some and harder for others. But at some level, if you're there and you can't get out, you got to wonder if there isn't some choice in this. Because if you don't know where you're going, any decision will be. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know where I'm going. No, I can do it. <laughs> and so it's impossible not to make a decision. Yeah, even you, you're indecisive. Being indecisive, not making a decision, is making a decision. Too often, the difference is okay. You got a positive narrative. You know that there's a duality to everything. Uh, There's a sowing. There's a cause and effect relationship to everything. You understand that I don't have this thing today, but if I stay on this path, eventually it is going to manifest, and I believe that. So because I believe it and I'm speaking it and I have the activity and the persistence, the persistency, eventually it's going to manifest. And again, to, that's the Tyrone French method. That's in my book, Closing the Wealth Gap. There's a formula that I put in that, that's in that book that explains everything that we're talking about. And eventually what happens is once you start having those successes, uh, the you know, starting yeah. out in baby steps, you begin to believe at a higher level. Which is why you talked about one of the shows, I remember talking about once, um, uh, Habits of Successful People. And I think it was your show we talked about this. Uh, that celebrate your success, even if it's small. Because if you, just, if you just go, well, okay, this one, finally, well, I got one here. I finally something worked a little bit here. But, but, but if you don't make a big deal out of that, take yourself to lunch, take yourself to dinner, buy something special, uh, celebrate... Uh, uh, whatever way you want to do, because that will reinforce, hey, it happened once, it can happen again. Not only does it reinforce it, but the the, the philosophy the, the philosophy behind that is the gratitude. The gratitude, too, is a big part it's, of it. It's the yeah. gratitude. You start feeling grateful for the successes and just the, the mentality that you have now. And how you about, began to see the growth. How about maybe you deserve it, too? That's another thread that goes, well, I don't uh, really absolutely. deserve Absolutely. That, and that's a powerful this. one because a lot of people don't believe that they deserve 
the success that they have. They think it's a fluke or it's an accident. No, no, it isn't. You, you, you deserve to live the best life possible. And you, you should actually want to give that self to you, give that gift of life of living the best life to yourself. On a daily basis. So the best gift I can give everybody listening is not just this eye-opening conversation. It's a real live coach to help you because we all have dreams. We all have ambitions. We all at moments think, I wish I could. I want to change. And then we say we can't. Do what professional athletes do. You think they change their batting swing just by themselves? You think you think Michael Jordan just perfected, Kobe just perfected his free throw by himself? Yeah, it was hard work. Yeah, it was practice. But they had a coach. They all acknowledge it. Michael Jordan has said many times he wouldn't have become the greatest or one of the greatest without great coaches. The well, you principle got, behind you got absolutely you got access princi- to one. And the principle behind that, Paul, is that you can't do it by yourself. Sometimes you can't see your way out of the problem. You need help, or you can't hang in there. You want to do it, but you need somebody to hold you accountable. You need somebody to show you the way and to hold your hand and take you some of the way and then push you a little a part of the way. You know, without Without hydrogen and oxygen, you don't have water. <laughs> Without, Without uh, the two of us, we don't have a show. So, uh. <laughs> we don't have a show. so again, you know, if if you like this show, if you like this content, if you want more information, pick up your phone. Everybody yeah. has a phone today. Right now, go to TyroneFrench.coach. If you want to hear these podcasts, go to ClosingTheWealthGap.net. If that's too hard to type in, just type in TyroneFrench.coach. Uh, I have a, 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 a app, a mobile app. It's absolutely free. It doesn't take up any space on your phone, but you have so much information that it will literally put you on a different path. I think when you meet people who, who express frustration, can't, won't, don't, you should tell them you have the power in your hand and then hand them their phone because they do have the power in their hand right now to change there's more computing power in the in your hand today than the apollo astronauts had going to the moon i've heard that yeah think about that you got the power right there you can google and get any get all of your questions answered you can literally ask siri just siri uh which is the artificial intelligence. How do I get somewhere? How do I How do this? How do I do this? Right. How do I contact Tyrone French? Right. right. <laughs> How do I listen to Closing the Wealth Gap? So there it is. Right. How do I listen to, how do I find more of these kinds of shows to, to, the, to give me the motivation, inspiration, education I need? It starts here. How then do you follow through and make sure it really changes in your life? Pick up a phone and do what you don't want to do. Call somebody. Call for help. Reach out to somebody. Uh, and then... Do what they do the work in order to change your life. You have to change your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, in order, you had to take that one step. And here's the thing. In order to get to the stop at the top of the, stair, the, the top of the staircase, you got to get on the first step. Yeah. Take, I mean, just take it one step at a time. And for one everybody says, I don't know where the time. step is right there. Tyronefrench.coach, closingthewealthgap.net. If you don't want to type in closingwealthgap.net, just type in tyronefrench.net. And if we'll nothing else, you found us, come back. Come back. Come back. We'd love to have you. 
um, again, it's a family. It, we 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 we're building a community here. Yes. And you know we love we love one another. We want to see everybody you know build and grow. And you know you got friends here. You know, and you got there's a way out of your situation. You just have to ask. The information's right there. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure to chat with you here. Always leaves me feeling even. I was feeling good coming in. I feel even better now. I feel your energy, buddy. <laughs> All, right. All right, folks. Feel your energy. That's our show for this week. Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in North County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Yeah.